this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout, Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the Welcome and well met. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Ajelos, and with me this afternoon, the one, the only, the guy who's not as good as my sexplar, Arkanir. If you start the show like that, <laughs> I can't do my intro. <laughs> uh, that's how I have to start the show, I'm just saying, yeah, you know? You- just block me from the start. Yeah. They just got to put you in your place <laughs> right at the beginning, and therefore the pace of the show has been set. <laughs> so how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, a bit tired, mainly because it's very hot. But other than that, I'm I'm good. And I'm excited because, because we have a special guest. 
We do. We do have a special guest. The one, the only, the amazing Blood Eye herself. She decided to join us. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Well, I mean, other than it feels like Shadowfen here today because it rained and then it started to get sunny, so now it's insanely humid and it feels like a bog and uh, there's no Argonians around to make leather boots out of, you know, it's, it could be better. <laughs> but, you know. Only thing well, it's 1.8 degrees Celsius here. We don't recognize your weird, you know, non-freedom freedom <laughs> units. Yeah. Is that what we talked about before the show? Freedom units? No, it, it's yours that is the freedom unit. Freedom Ours units? Normal unit. Hey, Correct, that's the standard. Don't make me get Freedom Eagle up in here, all right? Freedom <laughs> Eagle is the best. All right, so we got a fun show planned for you. You got uh, one little bit of news and uh, some gameplay from our host here, and then a lot of lore from me. Um, So special thank you to... I'll get to you, but we got tons of emails like this week specifically asking lore questions and stuff like that, and you guys are amazing, so I'm going to get to that. As well as Sermon 3, Mirnat and Chat, um, thank you, buddy, and one of our faithful Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawl network knew that I still needed the location of sermon three. So yesterday he went and found it and sent me screenshots of where I could go to get it. So a uh, special thank you to him and chat room. Hello chat room. Thank you for coming out on this Saturday. So let's go ahead and just jump right on into what we do first. And that's tales of Tamriel. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go... Well, no, I'm not going to go first because I'll roll right into lore. So why don't we let our special <laughs> guest, Blood Eye herself, go first? Because, you know, she came on here and she's like, I got tons of stuff to talk about. Uh, there might be some boob window in there. And, uh, yeah, let's True. just go from there. <laughs> True. Well, I've been doing lots of Vardenfell, of course, at Morrowind. Um, one of the things that I've really loved about it is not the Delve Caves, but the Quest Caves. So a lot of the um, the storyline questing, you go into various ca- caves and tombs, etc. And by and large, they're really beautiful. So I think that's been amazing. Hmm. One little tidbit I have got is we all know Nariu is in this expansion or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But however, there is another little favorite character of ours from the primary Tamriel that is in a little side quest. Very hard to find, but a little teaser. I'm not going to say who it is. Can I guess? Well, do you want me to tell you the answer if you guess right? <laughs> if I guess right, yes. Okay. Okay. Right, go is for it, it Darian Gutierre? No. Damn. He's the only I have another about. guess, but. Okay, Ark, you guess. You guess. Stibbons. Yes. Oh, Stibbons. I, oh, I, I knew it. <laughs> He is in there somewhere. I won't say where, but there is a quest. He is there. I so that was cool to find him. Okay. Um, and probably my other big news is a few weeks ago in the Tales of Tamriel Guild Trials Night, we did more of Lorcage and I got the Holy Grail of a sharpened Moondancer lightning staff. Ooh. That you can see in my profile pic down there. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> wow. You know, and probably. The, oh, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna say. You, I know you guys been running Mall of Lorcage like crazy lately. I know a couple people needed stuff out of there. It was great. Was great. Yeah. Again, the RNG guts is in favor of anyone but me. Pretty much. It's because you went over yeah. that stinky EU server. You know, the gods right. don't go yeah. there. 
Your gods <laughs> aren't uh, here. <laughs> I, I was in NA for that long, like for the first two years, and the gods favored you anyway, Ag. Well, like you got all the drops, all the best. So, so don't say that. That's because I know their lore. Okay, so <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so, you also had uh, some more tales, specifically some. Uh, I think you said you have a few complaints there, Blood Eye. Uh, not complaints. I've got well, one complaint and one suggestion. Okay. The complaint is around the recent costumes. The boob so, window. Okay. Beloved boob window, and prior to that, the two Wagonian sort of kilt-like costumes. Right. They're great costumes, but when you try and dye them, they all look like mud. So, <laughs> yeah, for example, I, I, I heard that. Yeah, the boob window top is amazing. <laughs> I put it on and I thought, okay, I'm going to dye it Cold Harbor Ash Black, which is black. Mm-hmm. And it came mm-hmm. out a whitish gray. So that's not black. <laughs> I may have had a little rant. I tried to dye it green. It came out a whitish, greenish gray. Okay. I tried to dye it red, whitish, grayish, pink. It's have just you, ridiculous. Have you tried to dye it gray? Because then it would probably look okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The only color that works that's bright is white okay if you put on juliana's white on the top so basically everyone who buys the boob window outfit will be running around in a white top because that's <laughs> all that looks good and same with I... those um argonian ones they don't die well at all so it's, right. it's a bit of a disappointment because people are hanging out for these costumes and they come and you want to dye them and they just look like mud right. so that's a bit disappointing and, uh, I think TS Fangirl yep. made a video about it, like 10 minutes, just trying I, different colors and going, I, what the hell is this? I was going to do a shout out to TS Fangirl, everyone who loves TS Fangirl. She did a video about it and complained about it as well, because, you know, the dye colors weren't weren't great. And uh, special uh, um, hello to both Aloha and Ooh. Nikki from Aloha Nikki over there. Or, yeah, Aloha Nikki, or is it Nikki Aloha? Hello, guys. It's Aloha Nikki, alphabetical <laughs> order. I had to think about it there for a second. Two amazing people in the community, ESO community, and just they're amazing people. So go check uh, check Aloha out, twitch.tv slash Aloha Wendy, if you haven't already. She is the best. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I heard a lot of complaints about the boob window. I mean, a lot of people were excited about it. Like, I remember when Marwin first came out, and people were like, oh, I need to get to the, you know, I hope they release that. And now the color scheme <laughs> is, is not not what people are really hoping for so. i wonder if it's intentional or just they messed up the texturing you know there well here's the thing with the textures the and, and it's something that i actually do appreciate you know so all you uh fashionistas out there please don't hate me but dyes do work different depending on the different um materials being used obviously mm-hmm. um so, you know, I know some people complained about, oh, if I use, like, uh, I don't know, a pink dye, for instance, on, on a plate, it looks different from leather. From cl- Well, it would. I mean, uh, cloth and stuff takes, takes uh, different, um, different fabrics take, yeah. take the dyes differently. So I, I actually was really, really pleased with that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they just, they don't, they have a base color and they don't let you strip that out. I, it's, it's weird. But the I gotta black say, is black, not whitish gray. I, I I gotta say, yeah, uh, I mean that's right. <laughs> yeah, whitish gray. Um, 
on on Thursday I was doing some streaming on the channel and I I, I happened to join Storms on his uh on his um IC night that he's been running and uh, him and I were running and then during the stream I decided you know what I'm gonna preview this on my manly Harry Nord and I gotta say I rocked <laughs> that boob window. Oh, right. my male um characters look good in it too i'm telling you it's a great it's a i great mean you costume. got your little triangle here a little puff of chest hair coming out it's very <laughs> masculine it's, it's 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 pretty dope and those boots those and the, oh boots the oh there. the knee-high boots oh yeah step on my chest with your sexy boots yeah if yeah. i wanted to spend that 500 crowns on that that would be the next perfect red guard dance outfit you know that would be a perfect <laughs> red guard dance outfit um Another, and again, I'm going to shout him out again, but uh, uh, Funky Monkey in chat, uh, Nikki, he, he does a lot of data mining, and on Aloha Nikki, Aloha Nikki's site, okay, hold on, <laughs> that's AlohaNikki.com, he posted uh, some of the data mining, and um, I don't remember if it was you, Blood Eye, saying that you wish that the boob window was a dress, well, there was a data mine dress boob window, so. I know. Yeah. Hopefully it will die better. I'll still buy it because I need it. Yeah, um, I'll I'll practice, guys, on your on your website. I, you know, <laughs> I, you think I'd be better with the list of websites that Asari makes me read on our other shows, but no, I wasn't prepared. It was just spontaneous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a dress boob window that will probably be coming too, which would be kind of <laughs> neat to see. Right. Um, and I mean, I know it's, this is kind of tales section, but it kind of fits in here because we weren't really going to talk about it. The crown crate, or the, not crown crate, the crown price of those costumes was actually really reasonable. Like, I wasn't, mm-hmm. you get oh, yeah. both of them for, uh, and there goes the cat, for a thousand or the 500 piece. I mean, that's, I was pleased to see that, like, because it was a, a decent price for those items, and it didn't feel like, you know, Zoss was jamming me for money again. So, <laughs> um, no, th- those were, that was very refreshing to see, and I'm glad to see that, uh, that it came, well, you know, it came out. Um, lore breaking or no it's not really lore breaking as long as dunmer wear it but you know it is what it is <laughs> uh anything else blood eye uh, no that's all from my tail section okay so right. yeah i've got my suggestion about maintenance but i'll do that a bit later on well you if you want you can do that now that's fine i mean th- this is your time this is you can <laughs> you have the floor okay so maintenance every week happens to be for me in australia 6 p.m. on a Monday evening, which means basically my Monday nights are out. Go drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but I've got to work the next I provided day. you with a solution. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I acknowledge that every everyone's always going to be disadvantaged no matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. But I think a good suggestion that could help for people like, you know, myself down in the Southern Hemisphere people in Asia, people who work shift work, etc., and that is when they're on, is maybe have a varying schedule for maintenance. So, you know, one week it's your Sunday 4am and maybe the next week it's 6am, then it's Hmm. back to 4am or something like that. Just so, yes, people will always be disadvantaged, but it's not every single week at the same time. Yeah, uh, Funky like Funky Monkey in chat actually brought up something good. And I was actually just thinking about this as well. Uh, do uh, Oceanic players, I mean, I know, take that back. I know there's also now a Jap- 
a Japanese server, but I think that's only yeah. localized in, in, in Japanese. I don't think you can play on a, an English client on that server. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, that's that should be correct. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, that's that's a shame. But um, he asked, you know, like, do Aussies generally play on the EU or NA? And I'm like, to be honest, I think it's 12 hours either way, to be honest. You know, correct. Like, <laughs> yeah. Neither really works. You're either playing 9 a.m. EU time or 9 p.m., you know, uh, Eastern time. I mean, when I was on PS4, I was on EU. And then, of course, on PC, I'm on NA. So I do both. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you guys, Fair like, enough. just where you're <laughs> at, um, it's it's weird because, yeah, you're pretty much exactly – you're not really gaining a lot either way. I think Correct. either yeah. way it's kind of like, you know, yeah, nuts. Um, all right. Oh. As for the, by the way, maintenance thing, uh, it's a good suggestion, suggestion but the problem might be that, uh, you know, there are people actually working on those maintenance. Um, True. Yeah. I, I, I would know it better, like, during a server maintenance thing, like there should be people around there. Oh no, there is. And and when she says varying maintenance, I'm like, please, please, <laughs> divines, don't let my boss hear that because all <laughs> I'll hear is, you know, that that varying maintenance sounds great. Uh, let's let's just do that. <laughs> so we're just gonna randomly tell you one night that you're staying early or coming in late. It's just, and I'm but just not randomly. Them. Like if they scheduled it, that's my suggestion. Oh, well, so still, the first well. week of the month is this time. The second week of the month is that time. Yeah, so but I have to knows. be there for all of them. So yeah, there's that poor guy who who has to be in, in all of them, and he's just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, uh, Arkin here. How about you, buddy? What have you been yeah. doing? All right. So first, I have to give a shout out to a streamer that I found because all everything I've doing with was uh, in their guild. Uh, it's Ophelia Neuer. Uh, I, I'm not sure how to like pronounce it right now but uh, i'll do it at some point so i was looking for some streamers in twitch like uh everyone one everyone i watch usually was offline so i was looking through the game browsing and she had the lore title in uh the lore word in the title so i tagged along and i ended up in their guild which i think you will like the name uh it's drunkenborns (laughs) (laughs) i do like the name it's a name we can get behind. Too. Yeah, I, I fully support this. <laughs> so I've been uh, in their guild and doing the pledges. Actually, I have to bring up my notes for this. Oh. Right. Um, so be- before the pledges, I'll talk about my new build. Because I decided to go with a new build. Sexplore? Uh, no. <laughs> Why would I use your sexplore? It doesn't well, work. I finally felt like you were going to do something good. So, no. sexplore. Oh, I'm doing something better. Like, I was already better, but I'm, I'm trying something even better. So, um, it's, a, it's, it's a tribute to the actual tanking instead of your selfish, uh, I survive, I don't care about the rest <laughs> behavior. So, the idea is, uh, I after all these years, got the Histbark set uh, back in action for that uh, evasion bonus that it gives uh, the 15% dot chance when you are shielding. Right. I also have the Warrior Poet set, which gives minor toughness, uh, 10% passive uh, maximum health. My idea is use that bonus along with the... uh, along with the... oh, I'm drawing a blank. Dot chance from Histbark and increase my stamina 
you study on all pieces, so the uh, block cost reduction is very low, get there and take all the damage while I'm tanking. That just shield up and stay in whatever boss stress throws at you. Now, uh, I yeah, do have a question ahead. for you at this point. Do you have any flex spots on your bar? Something that you're just like, yeah, I can flip it in and out? Yep. Have, have you considered using Shuffle instead of Hispark? Because Shuffle gives you the exact same benefit, and you can activate it whenever. Yeah, but it costs stamina. You this time, this way, I, I have it for passive. I have mm, it as a passive. Yes. So that was the thing. Also, uh, one thing about this build is, you know, there is this uh, guard skill in the alliance support skill line, which mm -hmm. uh, you create a bond between a player, and it transfers 30% damage mm -hmm. from that player to you. Mm -hmm. And the morph of it gives both of you a minor mending, which is extra 8% healing received. So what I have in mind with this build is that I'll guard the, you know, create a bond between the squishiest member of the party or the, you know, closest DPS or whatever. And they can soak up damage without worrying about uh, self-sustaining well, they'll, they'll still have to worry, but uh, they'll have to worry about it less, and they can probably allocate their uh, resources to more DPS or more healing and whatever. So this is the idea behind the build. So far, it kind of works, but I guess I underestimated the resource regeneration from Black Rose because I'm suffering mm. for resources right now. Have you been doing uh, any heavy attack weaving? Because that's kind of something where it's kind of necessary again. So. Stamina is not as much as a problem as Magicka right mm, now. Because yeah. I do all the chains and talons, and that burns out a lot of Magicka. Mm -hmm. And with, with Black Rose, I didn't realize that it would be this uh, problem. I always assumed Black Rose's return was very trivial, but uh, turns out it's it's quite important. Right. Yeah. But, I'll, but I still believe this is better than yours. Player. At mm. least you protect someone instead mm. of just yourself. So, hey, as and long as I got the boss tanking. on me, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, you know, it's actually really funny that you say that because I'm I'm in that same boat with stamina. It's not as bad because I do a lot of heavy attack with the uh, with the sex player. Uh, I thought mm -hmm. I was going to suffer from Magicka, but it's actually not that way at all, which I was really surprised <laughs> about. But Templar has a lot of stuff that uh, can bring back. Uh, Channeled focus for me brings back a lot, and now also the radiant aura. Now it, it's neat because radiant aura is whenever I hit it, um, it applies a debuff to enemies for magicka steal. That as long as you're doing damage to them, you're absorbing magicka. It's actually mm, insanely powerful. Nice. Like, does that have an unintended taunt? Well, I'm a tank on my sex explorer, okay. so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you talk about your build. People assume it's not a tank. Like it's that bad. <laughs> no, it's because I normally play DPS, but no. Yeah, I'm... I thought you were DPS anyway. Yeah, yeah so no, I've not been having any Magicka issues, but that stamina drain, man, it's it's tough. It's really tough. Um, but okay. So anyway, that's my build, and with the guild, with the Drunkenborns, I've been doing the pledges, uh, and I haven't been them doing them in a very long time since I've been focusing on PvP. Gladly, we have this 
I have to give this person a shout out because first he crafted my uh, his spark set and added Saldrim shield and sword, which I forgot existed in the game. And they look <laughs> awesome. They right. look awesome. You you know how much uh, I love the ice yep. things. Yep. And this sword and this shield out. They look they look great. Yes, I I I uh, I remember well. buying that <laughs> motif on the crown store when it was I, out. I have to get you make me a set in. Mm-hmm. North American side. I can do that for you. Uh, the the person is Geo uh, Geomatic, and the DPS is crazy. Like uh, we've done, you know, pledges and stuff like that uh, on North American side, but I I haven't seen this many DPS at all before. Like, okay, I haven't been running with the very pro players or anything like that, but still, everything dies instantly. I didn't think that was possible. I pulled the creatures, and before I pull the next one, they, they die. Uh, and let me put it this way. You know the one of the uh, bosses on Cradle of Shadows, that the mage that teleports around and pushes you back, yep. takes out the lights? Yeah. He almost soloed it. Really? On, on veteran Cradle of Shadows. Wow. <laughs> Like, we three of us were just dying somewhere on the other side of the room, and he was just soloing it on the other side, like keeping it and killing it. So, thanks yeah. for the uh, thanks for the follow, uh, we Olo, we Olo, uh, we Olo one. Yeah, see, Twitch alerts came up. You see that? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, I just saw I missed it, it man. <laughs> because because I paused the the thing. Anyway, yeah. I'll just keep it running in the side. Yeah, I'm you missed muted. it. Yeah. Thank you for the follow, man. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Other than that, happy to see Twitch uh, alerts are working because pretty cool. I finally completed. Uh, finally, the word did the veteran Imperial City prison in mm, hard mode. Yeah. Yeah, and that was nice. So that was the first DLC hard mode veteran thing I've done. That dungeon is a lot. It's very long, but that final boss, man, he's insanity. <laughs> like he's just. But nuts. the mechanics are very fun for DLC dungeons. Oh know? no! I no. realized that while this past week, like uh, I, we are doing the normal pledges, like Elden Hollow or you know, uh, Fungal Grot or whatever, and they are they are hard. They are fun, but the mechanics aren't that complex. Like it's just there's just one mechanic. And it's like, okay, avoid the red uh, block, shield up, and stuff like that. For the DLC dungeons, like uh, Cradle of Shadows or Imperial City Prison, the f- especially the final bosses have, I don't know, five different mechanics? Yeah. It's, it's nuts. And I, I don't know, it's a very good improvement. And that makes me more hopeful about the coming Hordes of the Reach or... Mm-hmm. I don't know if there will be a dungeon in Clockwork City. I guess not, but yeah, th- seeing that the dungeon mechanics or whoever designs them are improving, it's nice. It's a nice thing. Nice. And uh, Funky Monkey follow too, which did you see it go across the screen? I bet you didn't. You weren't even paying attention. No. Yeah, I was looking <laughs> at my screen, just jumping around in the game. Nice. I'll catch the next one, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I know. know. I know. It's fine. It's <laughs> all good. Final, that final ICP boss for a healer is very painful. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one is anywhere close. Well, you Everyone's can't be. You're like, like running crazy. away from portals. You're... <laughs> it's insane. See, You're that's why... Throwing out breaths of life and hope against someone. <laughs> See, that's why this build will come in handy because I'll be soaking 
30% damage from you. Now, there is a 15 meter limit. Well, that's if I take direct. damage, so. Well, you usually do. Oh. You do in that. <laughs> <laughs> Unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's. I don't know. Uh, but I, I haven't managed to test it to its full purpose yet because Geo just destroys everything and there isn't much work for the tank. What's he playing? Uh, a Dumber Vampire Dragon Knight. Oh. The only thing he misses is the Emperor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dunmer Dragon Knight Vampire Emperor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, the, yeah. The oldest and greatest combo of the game. Yeah. <laughs> For the first six months that ESO was out, that was pretty much, that was what was killing everything. So, yeah. All right. I still remember just one guy. Oh, yeah. When we went out and like had like 12 people. people. Mm-hmm. I remember. In a, in a second. In Cyrodiil. Just, it's, it's a... It's a trauma that I have. I I I remember that and it was very rough. It was very rough. Uh so last thing uh is that you know I've said I've been doing pledges like hard modes, veteran modes. Mm -hmm. So I've been getting like six Ks a day. No engine guardian. Not even the wrong trait. <laughs> it it doesn't work. <laughs> I've got everything in like divines, infused, like Malubeth, I don't know, Veladry, all all those fun stuff that a tank wouldn't use. Are you sure and you're opening trade. the right chest? Yes, I am. I double checked. <laughs> okay. Check. All right. It's just doesn't drop. The all one right. thing I need, like I would use it even if it's like well fitted or something. Yeah. But it just doesn't drop. Yeah. So that's why the RNG gods, I hate them. <laughs> I love them. Stuff. I I honestly, <laughs> I, yeah. Look how beautiful it is shining down there. Uh, yeah. Um, it's funny that you speak about engine guarding because I've actually been doing a few dungeons trying to get engine guarding myself. Because I, the Sexplar build that I am running, which I am running dungeons with now, um, just because I picked it up again. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not having as many issues as I thought I was going to with the resource regeneration because I just spam heavy attacks because I don't really need to worry about anything else. Um, and I seem to have no... But I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to really run out of, of Magicka, right? Like, that's going to be a problem. Nope. I'm not having any Magicka <laughs> issues on this Templar either, and I'm just like, wow. What okay. sets are you running, by the way? Uh, I'm running five Armor Master. Uh, again, that's why I use the Shuffle, um, because I also get, like, 5% extra health as long as I have one of the Armor traits, uh, the Armor active abilities on my bar. And by using Shuffle, which is the medium armor one, it gives you essentially Hiss Bark on demand, the, the dodge. Yeah. Um, and Shuffle removes a snare. I mean, the other one was increased duration based on the amount of uh, light ar or medium armor you're wearing, but I'm only wearing one piece, so it's not really a big deal. The snare removes pretty nice. Um, <laughs> Gallus Nurse in chat, five-piece Sex Panther. Yeah. Um, 60% <laughs> of the time, it works every time. Uh, so I'm... Five armor master, that's kind of the key to this whole thing because with a two-handed weapon, uh, if you do it in defending, um, you can get really close to armor and weapon cap, like, you know, an armor and spell cap, like really close. But with the five-piece yeah. armor master, uh, it makes sure you get there because anytime you pop that um, that ability, you gain 10, uh, uh, 10 seconds of major ward and major, what is the other one? Major ward, major... I don't think it's major ward and major... Uh, the other one, but it's just a straight uh, solid number of 5k. 
Yeah, it's. Like, uh, I think you can stack it with Major War. You might be I'm able not... to. You might be able to because it's his own buff. It's literally called Armor Master. So yeah, it's like five k yeah. more resources of of defense. Um, and then what I'm running is two Engine Guardian, which I do have Engine Guardian. Um, of course you do. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, it's not in the traits I need. I need them in Reinforced, and I think I have them in like Infused and Divines or something. Um, Why would you go look for you know Reinforced? I, I think with Armor Master, you should be well beyond uh, the armor. Just the yeah. armor rate. Um, that's, that would be the only... I mean, Divines would have worked on one, but it's not the right. Uh, shoulders need to be light. Helm needs to be medium in order to get the, the 511. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't all, like that. Hmm? I don't like the 511. It, the extra it was... stats, the extra 6% stats is hard to give give up because i'm already low on health comparatively to other tanks how um, much do you have uh what was i 30 35 i think 35 is more than i'm running on 30 and it's you know oh, no. well i'm i'm, I, I'm think i'm 35 if i remember maybe that was maybe that was in ic um i, I, might I have to remember but uh okay. an- another dragonite tank had like 40 so i was you know, like forty, forty-five, or something like that. Uh, Storm, Storm had like forty-five, so I'm I'm lower than him. Um, but the reason for that is because I don't have health enchants. I do the prismatic, so I get mm-hmm. the health stam magica on all the pieces. Because um, you're using everything. You're using magica for uh, your your main defense, which is um, blazing shield, and then uh, a lot of stamina, obviously for brawler and everything else you have to do blocking that kind of stuff um but yes yeah, so it's five piece armor master two engine guardian and then i'm running four um blessed because i had it mm-hmm. i could kind of go either way with it um but i just had it on hand so i was like all right that'll work um gave me some max health a few extra uh, uh magica and, and and physical resistance so uh, but I could that that fourth set the jewelry and then the belt could go either way. Pariah might be another good one if it comes in jewelry now. Um, but that fourth slot you can mess around with. But I've been playing with Blessed and that's worked really well for me so far. Um, Pariah might be an overkill with the armor master. Yeah. Like, what more do you want? You might be able to go with something a little even more damage inducing too. Like if there was some sort of my son that is not very happy upstairs. If anyone can hear him, <laughs> he's practicing his thum right now. Um, uh, but I don't know. You could probably if you could get a heavy armor. Well, you wouldn't even need heavy armor. The belt would only have to be heavy, so you only need one piece um, that has more damage related stuff. That might be more of a of a thing, but it's up for debate right now but blessed seems to be working fairly well for me and i'm not having any issues um, i was about to say 30k health is enough but i just remember that during the wet uh, veteran icp like i died before knowing it at some point at mm-hmm. several points because you know i would miss the block like while casting something for a second and it's instant 25k damage which on my usual, you know, the tank uh, on my North American tune wouldn't be a problem because I'm running like I don't know, 40, 35 to thirty eight k health. Right. But with this, since I have thirty k health, uh, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. Well, and was Blazing Shield being well with my build with Blazing Shield always need needing to be up if it's ever off 
you know, you're probably not going to mm-hmm. die, but that automatically adds at least another 5 to 8k health. So I have a bigger buffer with that damage shield. So yeah. I might have a lower health pool than some like cuz I'm not stacking straight health, but with the with the between brawler uh, and brawler's insanely effective if there's tons of monsters. <laughs> like I'm sitting there with like 80k health with a damage shield when there's. Um, it was actually funny. This was a while. I haven't tried it since. But doing um, Grobel, I think it is the mm-hmm. the 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 Netch boss. When it was summoning a bunch of ads, I was just by myself because everyone else had died, and I'm just running around kiting all this stuff. And I am brawlering like 15, 20 enemies at a time, and I'm getting like 30k damage shield off of it every time I hit it. Um, so the problem is most boss fights don't have that many enemies, so you don't yeah. have your damage shield, which is the primary thing of your build. Which is why during the boss fights, during an actual tanking like a tank do, your build is useless. Right, right. Um. Give me one second. I have to go check on my boy because he seems to be going whatever. But uh, just yep, one sure, second if you want to sure. keep vamping on here. <laughs> All right, let's bash Axe build while he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what sets are you running, by the way, uh, Robot? And um, what build? On, on my um, healer, I'm using Worm and Spell Power Cure, which is working out really mm-hmm. well. And on my DPS tune, I'm Necropotence. I'm just sort of fixing her build at the moment. So I've gone to Necropotence. And I think I'm doing Moon Dancer. Yeah. I think so we're trying it. to get, like, uh, uh, for our healer in. Do you remember how I asked uh, for Sorcerer healing yes. champion points? Like for yep. that person, I think we are trying to get the Worm and Spell Cure power. I don't yeah. know much about healing. So. You, you uh, definitely need SPC. That's kind of compulsory. I am so back. That gives you all the good heals. Welcome back. My boy's complaining about <laughs> your boy's complaining about his build. Oh, maybe. Oh. <laughs> He's currently getting <laughs> his diaper changed. He's not very happy. Apparently, it was really good set, and his mom's trying to take it from him. I don't know. <laughs> 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 My diapers in divines. Leave it alone, woman. Um. But yeah, so he he is what he is up there. So he's just not very happy right now. Uh, so where did I leave off? Oh, um, okay. the build. Uh, what were you guys talking about, by the way? Well, I was a robot build. build. Oh, robots yeah. build. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another another set that I could use for my four set. I mean, because like I said, the <laughs> Ooh, plus one poop resistance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, make sure to pile <laughs> on pants. I love the chat room right now. It's going nuts. It's <laughs> funny. Go to listener. Oh, uh, major defile in my diaper right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe I could go Ravagers again. That would give me some damage, but I don't know. Belts only come in certain things, and it's such a pain to get. Um, but the jewelry piece, I think I have some of the jewelry, which wouldn't be bad, but the, um, I don't know. I'm playing with blessed. It's working for right now. I mean, I'm only getting it for stats. 
So it's one of those things that if it were I'm having issues with something, I might even craft something. You know, like if it's if it's like, oh, I'm really low on magic, I really could use more magic or something. I'll just go like craft ma- uh, like Magnus you, or something in heavy armor. Or I don't know. Well, I need jewelry. You could go four piece black rose. Like inst- I could it just gives stamina, health, and magicka. That, so. oh really actually that might be a good yeah. one to pick up i might even have a piece or two of black rose because yeah if i can get belt and jewelry for black rose yeah that's perfect because that's just raw stats at that point because yeah. i don't i don't think i necessarily need the physical resistance that comes with blessed because i'm already you know really high yeah cap so yeah more resources probably would not be a problem at all or maybe something like that gives three of the regeneration ones instead of stats oh um like well the problem i was gonna say i could craft it if it were possible but the problem is you can't craft jewelry yet uh but i was sitting there if if it was possible to get willow's path in jewelry that would be sick you know (laughs) what i mean because that's just all resource regeneration um uh so i i put that together because it was something like uh when was it was it wednesday or something we were talking in discord and i'm just and we were and uh you were talking about your sets and i started talking about the sex plot i'm like forget it. i'm logging awesome. in and fixing some builds so i messed around <laughs> and I, i've been playing with that uh well, i'm glad i got you into ESO somehow because <laughs> <laughs> well done uh. making me upset about your build and going my sex plot is better hold on i'm logging in <laughs> Yeah, so I got that and got that all built up. I've just been having fun playing with that. Uh, haven't done much Thieves Guild because I just can't stand Thieves Guild. I'm just, I'm just skip it. I, I can't skip it. I'm like OCD about it. It'll drive me nuts knowing that there's something just I don't send, have complete. Send a support ticket to Zenimax Online and ask them to block your access to <laughs> just, Thieves Guild. Just... Yeah. <laughs> I know I, I have so ESO Plus, but can you just block my access to <laughs> that DLC? <laughs> um, yeah. Seriously, do Morrowind. It's really good. Oh, I know. I want to talk v- Vardenfeld with him, but he- he's not playing it, so I can't. Like, all these spoilers in my mind, all these screenshots, and you, I can't bring them on the e- show. Even, had I, even had I beaten it, we couldn't really talk about it in too much depth at least for a little while, until the majority of people would have went through. It doesn't have to be on the show, you know. Oh, you just want to talk in general about it. Okay, I got you. I see. Good idea. I'm going to send him screenshots of all the beautiful dungeons and delves and tombs just to make them Hey, choose. I'm the one who was preaching the gospel of Vardenfell forever, and, and Arden was like, oh, it's it. gross, it's disgusting, till he gets in, and he's like, oh, never mind, this is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> the something-something glass mines are... Beautiful. So, speaking of of preaching uh, the glories of Vardenfell, I'm pretty sure we got uh, a sermon to go over. So, you know, I have it ready for you uh, in the reading section. I, I do. I have it. Uh, but I mean, I'm kind of done with with the tales section. Do we actually want to do news first before I do my sermon? Hmm. Well, uh, it's up to you. Okay. No, actually, let's go ahead and do news first because we also got a bunch of fan mail, which is awesome, and they also have lore questions. So I'll just kind of roll all my (laughs) lore into one giant uh, lore fest. It'll be great. Yeah. So, (laughs) okay. Uh, First up, we only have one bit of news, but it's kind of interesting because some really neat stuff coming in. Uh, Matt Firer, um, the – what is he now? I'm trying to – I keep wanting to say creative Isn't director, he? but he's not. He's no, that's uh, Rich Lambert. 
Yeah, Rich Lambert is uh, creative director. He, I'm trying to remember what he is. He's pretty much the head of the studio. Content, but... like. No, he's the head. He's he's up there. Uh, I can't remember what his title is. A anymore. game director. It says in game the director. Okay, yeah, game director. There we go. Uh, so he went out and did a, an interview on WCCF Tech, whatever that is. Um, first I've ever heard of it, so that's pretty neat. Um, not not really talking down about. I just never heard of him before, but you know, so it's pretty neat. But he uh, he was interviewed and. He talked about a few things, um, mostly about Vardenfell and, and, and the first chapter of, of, of uh, The Elder Scrolls Online, Morrowind. But he did reveal a few other things that was kind of neat. Um, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart and maybe some other people as well. Um, he was asked whether or not they had any plans for a transmogrification system. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Um, and he says, there is, we publicly talked about it for readers who don't know what that is. It's a system where you can take your favorite armor attributes implied on a visual appearance of armor that you want to wear. We have talked about working on such a system and we are, we don't know when it's going to launch. It's pretty technically complex. We're committed to doing it, but we don't know exactly which update it'll be in. That's nice to know. Um, and, uh, I'm I'm going to be a little negative here. We've talked about that publicly. I don't know if Matt Fire really knows what they're talking about anymore because I know a lot of us has, have asked and they've never given us an answer that made us feel confident that they were doing it. So I don't know if he's having these conversations in his own head or what, but... They may have just mentioned it in E3, like in the ZMX online booth, and he may he might be referring to that as talking about it publicly mm, because maybe I haven't heard it on anywhere else on or you know on any ESO news thing. It might it may have been a panel or something like uh, you know the one Nate has done. Oh yeah, maybe it yeah, was something like that. Oh yeah, no, there very much could be it. I just I don't know if it's something that they're talking about recently, but I know we've asked multiple times. I know Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. off the record asked multiple times. Like a lot of people have asked about it, and they've never. It's always been oh that sounds like a good idea, you know, but never a oh yeah we've talked about it, like we're we're doing it right like, um so I don't know that was just my uh, either way either way it's it's good that it's coming oh Although, it's fantastic that it's coming i just I, I my nitpick was just the fact I, that you talked about like oh yeah we've talked about this for a while i'm like news to me it is i'm the- gonna transmog proper yeah. colors onto my boob window Hooray! Nice. Uh, if it's an intentional thing on that boob window costume they could fix it with the feedback but if, but oh, if it's not please, intentional please. then i don't know I will send them all my gold. I will send you <laughs> all the gold, everything I have. And my um, stash of glowy plants that I spent lots of gold on. <laughs> Half a million. Nice. By the way, I think they got the transform transmog system reverse. Because it says apply, you know, take your favorite armor attributes and apply it on the visual appearance. Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't that be apply the visual appearance to the armor. Good point. <laughs> I mean, based on what we've seen before, I don't know. Like, why, why is this reversed? Is it, I, I, I have weird. no idea. No idea. Like it should, 
with the already you know changed to imperial style kind of like system it should be easier to just change the item's visual appearance instead of taking the attributes from the armor and applying it to a visual appearance i don't know maybe that's it's why just... it's more complex i don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It, it it does seem a little weird to me like how they're doing but... matt fire if he listens to it he'll be going like oh my god What's right to say? <laughs> uh, um, do you have plans for a respec overhaul to make it easier for players to change their specs? And they actually said they have talked about this again. They said they talked publicly about this. I mean, I only follow your game and do a podcast about it, and this is news to me. So yeah, I just I think this these are I'm pretty like I defend the idea that these are all talked in e3 or something like that somewhere um, yeah like yeah that, yeah i don't know yeah he walks out in the middle of a fridays and goes yeah we're working on a respec overhaul and everyone's like what are you <laughs> talking about yeah i don't know like I, it this just bugs me anyway so they talk publicly about it uh and what players have asked specifically is that uh we might be have the ability to choose like one skill line instead of just oh, respecting yes, everything right. thank goodness yeah um I know that was actually. I, I remember talking about that when the game first came out. Going, can we just like redo one line at a time? You know, and select the ones you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, because even if you're changing some stuff around, like even for me going from like if I was going two handed to dual wield or something like that on a DPS, I only need the one line. Everything else is staying the yep. same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keeping my medium armor. I'm keeping my fighters <laughs> guild. I don't. Yeah, I just need to move <laughs> points from here on two-handed to, to dual wielder, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to touch all my crafting. My crafting's fine. I don't uh, want to apply all one hundred points back into it, like I have to do every time. <laughs> yeah. This so, and champion point profiles. Champion point profiles would be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, even even if it was just a matter you could save the template like I mean yeah it doesn't have to be like I'll pay the 3000 gold every time it's just I want to be able to make it and go okay this is my tank setup this is my DPS yep. setup and then I just go plop hit a button and it just flips everything over I'm, I'm happy with that yes um, plans for housing items storage uh, that is not on the radar so if you Ooh. have a house and mm-hmm. we're kind of hoping to get some sort of extra storage space because of it that is not on the radar uh, Here's some... the thing, though. Go ahead. It says, because Elder Scrolls Online is a very large online game, and those kind of things go to the IT part of the game, we can't just increase storage because Elder Scrolls Online is just not set up for that. What does Cross that mean? What Cross bags. I mean, it's, it's data. It's like not even a clue. It's bytes of data, and you own data centers. Like... What do you mean you can't just increase storage in Elder Scrolls Online? These are not physical items. Right. I don't they understand do that. They do it with the craft bags. The craft bags you can put. Yeah, craft bags. Yeah, exactly. They are so infinite. They can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all it is 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 uh, bits and numbers on a on a database file. Um, but uh, we we in chat actually made a really good, awesome argument. Is like, why don't you just make the the skill points like the champion point tree where I can add remove things like with plus and minuses. And then just confirm it at the end and pay the difference of, oh, I moved 15 skills. Yeah. Here you go. Good idea. That is, that is actually really... That's an idea. awesome idea. Yeah, just being able to go, oh, okay, you, you pull it up again. Then you're like, oh, I don't want to move a point. You just hit the negative button. It takes that skill point off of that skill. Yeah. And then move it around. And it's like, okay, you move this and you move 15 skills. Well, at, at the rate, this is what you owe. That would be awesome. Yeah. 
You can even have a little counter on the bottom and make sure you have enough <laughs> money to do all the changes. It's like, these are the skills you've moved. Anyway. Uh, let's see. What was the other thing? Will it be possible to queue as a group for Battlegrounds? And if so, when? Uh, One yeah. day in the future where we are colonizing Mars. We're definitely looking into the queuing uh, problems for Battlegrounds. We solve most of them, but one of the ones left is the queuing with a group doesn't always work the way it's supposed oh. to. We'll fix it soon. I did Battlegrounds last weekend for the first time, and we had a group of four and queued as a group, and it worked every time. You yeah, are the lucky. Is... There's the RNG gods again. <laughs> it's The queue system is so broken that it's sometimes fixed. Like... <laughs> because we are trying to do pledges and we enter the dungeon and it says removing from the yes, area oh, that's so wow. annoying. why do you do that we just we just came here and i'm trying to uh, enter battlegrounds it doesn't work sometimes it works but you're alone i don't know it's yep. a very unstable system and i'm not <clears throat> i don't have faith that it will be fixed anytime right yeah sadly i agree now I, f I feel like the entire code base for queuing system is so badly written that they can't just debug it right now. They have to. It feels like they have to scratch the entire thing and build just, it from the. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, arguably speaking, the Dungeon Finder, the PVE, has similar issues. And Gallusner and mm -hmm. Chats going. Um, I'm still getting a lot of four v two v two or pre-mades like you know, like you were. Uh, you were saying, um, Blood Eye, that your group got in every time. So these pre-made groups are getting in every time, and they're not. There's no matchmaking done based on any type of real rating. So they're going. These highly organized teams are getting put up against people who don't even have like voice comms or anything. So they're getting crushed. So, yeah, we got crushed as a pre-made team. By the way, <laughs> I said highly skilled pre-made. Oh, actually, one time we did really well. Well, it's at least one time. Yeah. At least once, yeah. Be better than <laughs> zero times. We did it three times. One time we were average, one time we were good, and the capture the flag one, we were really bad. I hate capture the flag. I won't go into it, but... It's bad. It's bad. Um, it was confirmed that Clockwork City DLC will have a mini-trial. Um... And he goes on saying, yeah, it's pretty much the same difficulty as the uh, Halls of Fabrication, um, but it just has fewer bosses. I haven't done Halls of Fabrication yet. How many bosses does it have? Four? I don't know. Three? I haven't done it either. I don't know how it can have fewer bosses. I mean, they mm. haven't really done any with huge amounts, but uh, that's that's interesting. It only has one boss. You go in, you fight the boss. If you survive, you win. That. Right. <laughs> Um, so then it goes on to ask whether or not uh, what's coming up in the next updates, and um, Matt, uh, Matt takes some time to talk about Horns of the Reach. Uh, Horns of Reach, not of the Reach, of Reach DLC. Uh, it's adding two new dungeons with both normal and hard modes, a uh, couple base game enhancements, and a couple new houses, uh, but it's really for the players who love dungeon experience, uh, and there are lots of players who love that kind of content. New gear, new monster mask, etc. for dailies. Right. And then the update after that's going to be Clockwork City. So this is Shadows of the Hist, essentially. It's just two yeah. new dungeons. I mean, 
the base game enhancements we don't know what that is i'm not expecting to see transmogrification it's probably just hey we made some balance changes or something so um my son is very not happy right now like he's really <laughs> upset i don't know how how much you guys can hear it and i apologize but he's just not happy um so uh, he heard about the boob window dying. That's yeah, right. he's upset about the boob window dying. Yeah, that's the problem, and he's he's just not happy. He's gonna shout he's until Zenimax does something Correct. about it. Good, <laughs> keep him shouting. I mean, he's he's all he's all about the boob window because I mean he's he's a breastfed baby, so easy <laughs> access right there. So he's this is something near and dear to his little heart. Um. <laughs> I guess really the last thing that's kind of going on, I mean, they gave us some ideas of when the Elder Scrolls Online uh, up DLCs are coming. Horns of Reach is coming in August, and then Clockwork City is Q4, which we, we knew about already if you've been following the game. Um, man, my son's really not happy. Uh, and then yeah. uh, Rich Lambert confirmed that uh, the Elder Scrolls Online uh, will be coming for the Xbox One X coming up here in the future. So uh, if you're getting one of those consoles, you'll it'll be able to play on that and i mean i don't know if it's actually gonna utilize the hardware but it might we'll see um, i don't know and they asked whether you know will other scrolls online be playable at 4k 60 frames per second on xbox one x nope most no. of the games will not be not elder scrolls online with all the fps drops right but it's, it barely holds 60 frames per second on pc so don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't get your hopes up on that either. So, All right, so that's the end of our news for this week. Uh, we're going to move on to, I guess, my reading. Yay, <laughs> so everyone settle in, you know. this is Where um, are you reading it from? Uh, the, the, the document, because you printed it. Okay, me. okay. So I can see where you are, you know. Yes, curve. yes, yes. So... Um, yeah, that's where I'm reading. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so we found 36 lessons of Vivek. You're returning for the sermon. This is sermon three. Um, so this is following up where we left off with the Netcherman's wife after being blinded by the uh, the Daedric monstrosity <laughs> uh, that, that left her blinded and told her to move on in, in sermon two. So we pick back up with her in sermon three. Being blind, the Necheman's wife wandered into a cave on her way to the domains of House Indorel. It so happened that this cave was a Dwemeri stronghold. The Dwemer spied the egg and captured the Necheman's wife. They bound her hand and foot and brought her deep within the earth. She heard one say, Go and make a simulacrum of her and place it back on the surface, so for those for she has something akin to what we have. And so the Velothi will cover it or covet it and notice if she is too long away. In the darkness, the Necheman's wife felt great uh, knives try to cut her open. When the knives did not work, the Dwemer used uh, solid sounds. When those did not work, great heat was brought to bear. Nothing was of any use, and the egg of Vivek remained safe within her. A Dwemer said, Nothing is of any use. We must go and misinterpret this. Vivek felt that his mother was afraid and so consoled her. The fire is mine. Let it consume thee and make a secret door. 
at the altar of Padholm in the house of Boit Haya, where we become safe and look after. This old prayer made the Netherman's wife smile and began such a deep sleep that the, the Dwemar, Dwemari uh, Atronachs returned with cornered spheres and cut her apart. She did not awake and died peacefully. Vivek was removed from her womb and placed within magical glass for further study. To confound his captors, he channeled his essence into love, an emotion that the Dwemer knew nothing about. The egg said, Love is not only a constitute in moods and affairs, but also as a raw material from which relationships produce our later aspirations. Regrettably fashioned restrictions, riddles laced with affections known only to a loving couple, and looks that linger too long. Love is often used ingredient in some transparent verbal and nonverbal transactions where eventually it can sometimes be converted to a variety of true devotions, some of which yield tough, insoluble, and infusible unions. In this basic form, love supplies approximately 13 drafts of energy that is derived from relationships. Its role and value in society at large are controversial. The Dwemer were vexed at these words and tried to hide behind their power symbols. They sent their Atronachs to remove the egg image from their cave and place it within the simulacrum they had made of Vivek's mother. A Dwemer said, We Dwemer are only aspirants in, in this that the Velothi have. They shall be our doom in this. And the eight known words, Nern, Lakan, Rehecht, Threndor, Current, Akhat, Mahara and Shunal. The secret of to doom is within this sermon. The ending of the words is Am Savi. Okay. Where did you did you read this from the show notes? Which document did you? Yeah, I read them from the show notes. No, you didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, he did. didn't. I read them from the show notes, sir. <laughs> no, because because. It's not what I'm looking at because oh, there is a what I'm looking at. No, there is a line in the show notes. Wh- which line are change you... the show notes? And that is the fire is mine, let it consume thee, for I am the father of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that you put that in there. Oh, you just skipped that? I did skip it. Yes. Like, nice. This was a week's word of preparation with Galisner. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, they're messing with me. Like Thank that's you. that was the reason why I added this why you added the second why I was trying to keep you from reading it why I insisted on doing the camera so you don't read it from in game. <laughs> nice work. I see. So when you sent uh, me that message going, if it's all the same to you, let's do cameras this week. You had a nefarious plot in mind. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For I am the father. <laughs> yeah. No. There's I, another line that you know I was. Okay, you you could have skipped that, but I wasn't expecting you to skip just, you know, where's that? She didn't have egg and died peacefully dreaming of the fire-breathing being serpents <laughs> flying over by it. Like, I don't know. I, I heard all of that, and I'm like, no, no, this isn't here. Nice try, though. <laughs> nice try. Like I told you, I've read all these before, so... I don't know. I, I expected you to just read them in the... You know, without realizing, just 
It is. No. Man. <laughs> you ruined Oxfam there. You tried, yeah. It, it was it was nice. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to... Mine on Gallus nerd. You, you he, tried he really hard. Thing. You really did. I appreciate that. No. I can't trust you guys ever again. Never. No. <laughs> I'm going to be highly suspect of anything that Ark puts in these notes going forward. <laughs> Uh, anyway let's go ahead and go back and analyze this because there's a few interesting things here i mean obviously the first thing we see is that the netroman's wife while she's traveling uh through marwin to try to get to the lands of the indorel she takes refuge in a cave and it's an entrance to a, a a dwemer you know the dwarves um uh city she is taken captive because the dwarves know there's something different about her, being that the egg of Vivek is something that they cannot comprehend. Doing a little bit of going back here, the Dwemer, un- unlike every other race in 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 uh in Nern that we know of, you know, they are agnostic. So they don't actually believe in any deity at all they believe that you know there's you know there's something but they don't know what it is they're just they don't they don't recognize any religion i don't want to say they're atheists because they're not they try to build their own god but they kind of believe that mortality like is there can be their own divinity because that's what the uh, numidium was they were more or less showing that the gods that you guys serve are false because here we created one Oddly oh. enough, in order to do so, they use the heart of a dead god, a.k.a. Lorcan. So, mm-hmm. I don't really know. <laughs> Knowing all these things that you could still be uh, atheist or agnostic because you're literally using the heart of a dead god to build your own god. But anyway, so they don't... They are... The Dwemer were mostly sociopaths. Like, they literally... You can't really describe them any other way than being sociopaths. They're what? engineers. That's one. With that's it. They're engineers. Yeah, no, they are. It's like, okay, how do we get this done? Like, literally, they wanted to study the egg within the Netherman's wife. So they were trying to cut her open. They were trying to burn it out. They just were like, all right, that didn't work. Let's try this next. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and what makes them so fearful is when Vivek, you know, he essentially puts his mother into a coma because he knows like, she's going to die. Listen, they're going to kill her, right? There's nothing I can do to save her at this point. So he he puts her into a coma and she eventually is is killed, right? Like the the Dwemeri come in and they just they they you know, they tried cutting her out, didn't work. They tried using sound. I mean, obviously you know sound is something that is a pretty big thing in any if you played any of the Skyrim games like the the um the tonal devices to open doors where yeah. you're like, you know, that sound is something they try to use. So they were essentially trying to focus sound into her to like rip her apart. Heat. They, they are not, they are not nice people at all. So when they finally get the egg out, this thing that is the corner of the sphere. How is that possible? The Dwemer are crazy. That's pretty much <laughs> who knows. Um, so she's killed and they take it out. Now, in order to protect himself, he outwardly projects this concept of love, right? Which we've talked about with Vivek in previous sermons that this is kind of a big mainstay for him. 
um he's he's a hippie he's just a giant hermaphrodite hippie at this point like he's a flower child love everybody and this concept of love so frightens the dwemer because they cannot comprehend it but through his you know again this is referring to him that he is a divine already you know whether or not you believe the dissident priest that he he was only normal until he acquired it from the heart of Lorcan or he was born with it as his sermons say um he projects it out that it was something they could not escape it's not like me going arcing here this is what love is and he goes okay whatever you read that from a dictionary <laughs> you know uh <laughs> father of dragons um <laughs> i'm so glad that i i read these a long time ago before this <laughs> i could tell where the shakiness of this was i was wondering why you were skipping some of the sentences because they're not in the original (laughs) i could tell they're not in the original um yeah it doesn't it also helped that i have timestamps on so it highlights everything that you change and there's all these giant marks from art in here that's like okay so it shows that okay he posted all this at like i don't know whatever eight o'clock at night and then 8 15 he edited this line it's like because hmm, okay. I copied it past, copy past it from uh, Discord, and it was just scrambled words, so I had to transfer it to you know Notepad and copy. It, it was it was a nice try. Like All right, that. yeah. All right, so she's dead, but as a defense mechanism, Vivek projects this love out to the Dwemer that are around him, and it so frightens them because they can. They were a people who could not comprehend this emotion. They are very much, like I said, sociopaths, where it's all logic for them. Whatever, ha- you know, whatever, whatever meets the goal. Like I don't know if you've ever watched a show like um, Criminal Minds or something like that, when you actually see a, a sociopath who can like kill somebody and not like their face never changes. Hannibal Lecter was a great one too uh, in, in that movie where they kept saying, like, he bit a cheek off someone and his heart rate never raised above, like, a, a resting heartbeat. Like, because mm-hmm. emotion wasn't something that they can do. So when this emotion was forced upon them, it frightened them. And they're like, screw this. We don't want anything to do with it. Put it back in the simulacrum, which mm-hmm. was essentially a robot. It was literally a robot that looked like another um, uh, a Dunmer or Keimer at this time. Um it, which which is really funny because in a later se- season they they uh, the Dwe- are crying Miri. I want I, I keep want to yeah another ser- another sermon. I keep wanting to say uh, Dunmer. I'm gonna say Dunmer for this, but no, at this point in time they're not Dunmer yet uh, because if I say Kymer, I don't know how many people would get that change. So it's the Kymer now, but they become the Dunmer. They actually a lot of people go to Inderal go listen. The Dwemer are bad people. Look, now they're already making robots that look like us to infiltrate us. They're spies, right? You know, like, there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of mistrust. And obviously, there's a lot of mistrust. It's a, it's a holy war. You got yourself your atheist over here with the Dwemer, or the, yeah, Dwemer. And then you got your uh, Keimer, who are very devout to the teachings of Alothi. And you're like, we got the heathens over there telling us, they're you know, our gods aren't real. And then, you know... The Dwemeri are like, look at these guys worshiping the, you know, giant rosebud in the sky kind of deal. You know, like, what's going on here? Um, so they, there's a lot of hate between the two people. Um, in fact, there's only, like, one recorded incident of, of, of friendship of any kind, and that's between du- Dumac Dwarf King, uh, the leader of the, the uh, Dwemer, and 
Nerevar and Durrell. The, uh, mm. Yeah, they actually became friends, which is why when you start hearing about later on about the uh, the ascent of them and the heart of Lorcan and the Red Mountain, you wonder whether or not they really did kill him because some of the stories about uh, Nerevar dying in battle made really no sense because they were friends. There's a lot of... And this is actually why I love this lore so much because there is so much back and forth. You have what the tribunal temple is preaching and then you mm-hmm. have what the dissident priests are preaching going, listen, it doesn't add up. What they're telling you does not... It's a lie, you know? And then the you know you have the tribunal going, we are the living gods. You cannot question us, you know, whether or not you believe it one way or the other. Um, so this is actually something that I found really, really fascinating. And it's a kind of a theory on my end and as some of the Elder Scrolls form. The last line, a Dwemer said, we Dwemer are only aspirants in that which the Velothi have. Meaning they are only beginners or whatever in the idea of a religion. That's more or less what they're talking about, this faith. They don't have faith. They're only just starting. They shall be our doom in this and the eight known words Nern, Lakan, Rechek, Threndar, Kynthrut. Yeah, Kynthrut. Yeah, I don't know what they call it. <laughs> Again, you got to look at these uh, as Dwemer words Akat, Mahara, and Junal. Now, the reason why I want to bring this up, okay, some of these words don't really make a lot of sense. Okay, because obviously they might be an old uh, Dwemeri, but there's a lot of similarities. And some people are referring to the idea of doom in this, the eight known words, which, again, the reason why this is hotly debated is because these eight known words, why would they have anything to do with the Dwemeri who worship the Daedra? And there's uh, 11 or 12, 12 Daedra. Um, not eight divines, but if you look at some of these words, uh, Nern's kind of whatever, but uh, Mahara, some people said is very close to Mara. Junal is actually a word uh, which is very close to the the Nord. I think it was the the Nord the Nords called Junal, uh, which eventually you know um, uh, is is one of the gods as well. Not Junal, but uh, he becomes. Um, Oh, he's the symbol of the anvil. What is his name? The god with the symbol of the anvil. Julianos. Julianos, yes. Um, yeah, so some... and K- K- K-Y-N-R-T, Kine, who, you know, is also Kinnereth. Mm-hmm. Like, some people pulled through these words that these are actually referred to the eight divines, which I kind of have a little bit of... It, it sort of makes sense, and yet, at the same time, I'm sitting there going, how would this signal the doom for the Dwemer when the eight divines were not worshipped by the, the Chimer people at this point unless the eight divines had something to do with the disappearance, not something else. Mm. Again, that is theory. Uh, there's a lot on the Elder Scrolls forums going back and forth with that because the words, there's a, a lot, a few of them that make like a one-to-one comparison, but some don't. And yet, then you also have the bigger question of what do the eight divines have to do with any of this? One of the one of the prevailing theories is when the heart of Lorcan was used, it was Mara who punished, not Mara, um, Azura who punished the Dwemer and 
like sucked them into a realm of oblivion. That is one of the ideas of the Dwemeri disappearance. But again, what does she have to do with the Eight Divines? Did the Eight yeah. Divines have anything to do with it? And if they did, why would they? Because the Eight Divines really weren't anything related to this. Because the, Ki- the Dwemer didn't worship anybody, and the Chimer worshipped uh, uh, the the good Daedra. The, you know. so, Azura. Azura, yeah, Mephala, and Boethia. Um, as well as some mixed ancestor worship. So... That line always has me going, but more or less, they the line that is interesting is when he says, "We Dwemer are only aspirants in that which the Velothi have, meaning faith, you know, in a religion." And this is the doom; they shall be the doom in this, meaning like whatever they do, which is true because when they started trying to create the Numidium, they needed a power source. Um, which they tried using the heart of Lorcan. They're now going, okay, we're going to admit that gods are real. We're going to use this piece of a dead one, and we're going to create our own god. Them trying to create the religion more or less culminated into the Battle of the Red Mountain in the first era, year 700, and uh, ultimately their disappearance. So the secret to doom is within this sermon. So some people look at this sermon in particular and try to figure out if this is something to do with the disappearance of the Dwemer. Uh, which clearly from that last line, the idea of when they finally st- decided, listen, we are going to build our own God. This ticked off the Chimer, which actually resulted in the war and their eventual disappearance. That was sermon three of 36 lessons of Vivek. Very important question. Okay. Where is the simulacrum? What is that doing these days? Oh, that was, that was, I think, believe destroyed or something at one point when after, after, uh, Vivek was birthed. He essentially just like blew it away. Like uh, it's oh, just a it was just a robot. Mom. Yeah, <laughs> essentially just a <laughs> robot. Um, so yeah, a robot with Dwemeri skin on it. But yeah, she's she disappears after Vivek's born. She's just gone. I don't know if there's like I don't know a pile of like sprockets or gears laying in a corner somewhere, and like Vivek just has them. What? But, I found some in a dungeon, so maybe I've got them. <laughs> maybe you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's that's what that was. And I mean, at this point, the Nechman's wife is dead. What is holding oh, the egg is literally just a robot that looks like her. Um, and when they find out, the Duemari, you know, go to destroy it. Vivek is born, and it's just gone at that point. You know. All right. Let's go ahead and move right on into the last bit of our show, which is going to be emails, because we got lots of those. Um, I'll be right back. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to just go ahead and start in on this. Um, So we've got, I think, three or four emails today. So I really appreciate it. If anyone wants to send us a message, head on over to DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There's a Contact Us page. Click that. Drop down the box. Find out what show you want to email in and send us an email, right? Uh, if you want to hear lore stuff, I mean, I'm obviously going to continue these sermons because they're a lot of fun. Uh, but <laughs> like I'm going to do today is we're going to talk more lore because people have asked questions. And I'm I'm more than happy to ask questions. If you ask me a question that's really long or really complicated, I may save it, but I will get to it. <clears throat> so if it's really long or complicated and I want to give it due justice, I may save it for after I'm done with 36 lessons. But if I can fit it in, I will. All right, so this first one is from Rick. Uh, we read his email actually last uh, week, so it's uh, Voodoo Yaga. Uh, he sent us an email <clears throat> last episode, 
And um, we answered it, and he sent us another one, which was really cool. Uh, so the voice of Naru. Hey there, wonderful folks at Tales. I wanted to send you a thank you for such a great podcast. It's really, really stellar entertainment slash information. I'm glad you enjoy it, buddy. I never uh, get to listen live since I'm an American in Germany, but I look forward to hearing Tales on my uh, commute to work. Um, currently, I'm a PS4 EU player who is absolutely loving Morrowind. I have a strange... Uh, I have a strange... Oh. Okay. No, sorry about it. I have a strange kind of fascination uh, with trying to figure out voice actors in animated films and whatnot. Naru was familiar sounding, but I couldn't quite place the voice. So I finally decided to IMDb her. Okay. And he provided a link uh, for that. Uh, I knew several big name actors were used in the original game. You know, John Cleese playing Clad- Cadwell. John Cleese did amazing as Cadwell. Uh, Michael Gammon as the prophet. All hail Dumbledore. Uh, and Kate Beckinsale uh, was Queen Irene. Uh, Malcolm McDonald, Molek Ball. I love Malcolm McDonald too. He did. He was an amazing voice for Molek Ball and so on. There were a lot of big names in the original release. Turns out the voice actor for Naru has been in a number of cartoons from Dexter's Laboratory to Captain Planet. Uh, she actually played Dexter's mom in, 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 in Dexter's Laboratory. It somehow never uh, registered that uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Linda Carter, is the voice of Azura either. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, go figure. Now, if I can f- <laughs> just figure out who the voice of Darren Gutierrez is, I'm pretty sure he's the same voice actor voice as the NPCs in Belkirth, who concludes uh, his speech with, you want to cry me a river? Go ahead. Maybe you can float out of Craglorn, which I love yeah. that line. <laughs> go ahead. Cry so me a river. hear it. Five million times. Oh, I, I never, that never gets old for me. I love it. Anyway, keep up the great work. I'm especially loving the let's share one of the Vex sermons in each episode approach. Outstanding idea. Did you know once you have successfully find all the sermons in Vardenfell and unlock the achievement with which they are associated, you can buy a complete set at the achievement vendor in the Vex city for something like 135k to 150k gold. Uh, though they're probably coming soon to a crown crate near you. <laughs> nice, gra- nice. I like it. Uh, looking forward to hearing more. Thanks for everything you do. Uh, so that's uh, uh, Voodoo Yaga. Also, Rick. Thank you so much, buddy, for your email. Thank you for emailing in a second time. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying the sermons. I'm enjoying it, obviously, because it's something that's interesting. Uh, even when Arcanir and Galsner try to troll me. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome. Um, was worth a shot I, I knew something was funky when i saw it was put in there like huh i i, I know ark has been helping me out tons with this episode like with tales he's he's been a real trooper all right so shout out to ark there he's really been stepping up and helping me out because obviously with my real work and dcn work it, it, it's very hard to to get stuff together and he's been he's been stepping up but this went above and beyond, and now it has me <laughs> suspicious going forward. <laughs> so just know hey, that. Can I just add something mm-hmm. in from Rick's email? Is yeah. the recent episode of ESO Live had a little segment about the voice actors. It was quite interesting. Oh. So I suggest, Rick, you have a look at that. It's on YouTube on the official Bethesda Zos page. I forget what it's its name is mm-hmm. but yeah they had interviews with some of the, the people who do the voices like the scripting and then actually the voice actors as well and the process and i found it really really interesting so i would have a look at that nice 
Cool. Yeah, no, definitely. You can find all that on the official uh, Bethesda YouTube or Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, our second email comes from Meowsbark. I love Meowsbark. That's an awesome name. Subject is Red <laughs> Diamond. I've uh, been meaning to contact y'all for a few episodes now. Love, love, love the version of Red Diamond you have been using in the show. Um, just you are a- cutting off a bit, by the way. Am Eric. I? Am I really? Oh. Yep. Just, oh, just a word here okay. and there. All right. Uh, so he loves the Red Diamond. And that was actually done by somebody in our community. Um, so it, it's fantastic. And they need to do a new song request from me. Sway as we kiss. Thank you very much. Next song. <laughs> Next song, please. <laughs> um, I know, I know he's working on, uh, he, he's told me he's, he's going to set up and actually start doing some more covers that we can use on the show. And I, I'm, I'm going to love it. <laughs> Literally when I play that as the opening, Blood Eye will just squeal like a little girl when it's on. So she probably will never even get to the end of the episode. She'll just keep repeating that two minutes time. She'll never finish the episode. (laughs) Won't even know what we talked about. Um, Anyway, so yeah, he he did fantastic. So definitely a shout out to him, which I he doesn't he I he won't let me say his name yet. As soon as he does, I'll tell you who it is. But he's insanely talented. Um, I keep telling him that (laughs) he's awesome. So he has a lore question. What is the red diamond the song is referring to? Fun. Chimna Aldabal is a, a giant soul gem. Okay. Now, if you listen to the words Ooh. of the song, it talks about uh, the death of Lorcan. All right. Now, again, the way the wording is done depends on who you are. If you are an Altmer lover, well, I don't know why you would be. This would probably be the story <laughs> that they would tell you. Um, when um oh what is his name he eventually becomes um trinomac trinomac there we go he eventually becomes uh, a daedric uh, prince after being eaten by boethia and and pooped out um <laughs> lovely yeah that's another fun story how trinomac becomes <laughs> uh of uh, one of the daedric princes instead of one of these adric champions he is a hero god of the elves trinomac is there was a segment that worshipped him, and they also are now the Orsimer because they followed him. And when he was corrupted, yeah, yeah. another lore topic for another time. Anyway, when the Adra came down and realized that it was a trap, again, I'm a Nord. I don't believe this at all because I believe that Lorcan is, you know, the savior of mankind. I don't subscribe to this at all. This is filthy Altmer lies, but. I will say it for the idea of how the song is done. Clearly, this is only coming from the elves' point of view, who view Lorcan as a trickster god instead of a messiah. But I play Nord, so he's a messiah to me. He willingly became the Earthbones. When the gods decided that Lorcan had deceived them into creating Nern and giving up their power, the gods got together and said, Listen, he's got to go. And they got Trinomac to put a sentence on him, and Trinomac tore him apart. And the gods killed Lorcan. That's why he, the, the pieces of his body become Nern, uh, Master and Secunda, the moons. But they could not destroy the heart of Lorcan. When they tried, the heart laughed at them, saying that you cannot destroy this because this heart or th- this world is bound to me. One was created to satisfy the other, meaning like 
uh, more or less that the heart of Lorcan is bound to Nern. With by destroying the heart, you destroy Nern because they cannot exist without one another. So they knowing they cannot destroy the heart because by doing so, if it were even possible, it would destroy the Mundus, which the gods were bound to, and eventually it would kill them as well because they can't escape Mundus now. Um. Trinimac took the heart, attached it to his bow, and shot an arrow across, and, and, and presumably the heart. Uh, Skull Chelsea, thank you so much for the follow. The heart crashed into what is now Red Mountain. Okay, But as it passed over Cyrodiil, globs of blood from the heart fell into Cyrodiil and presumably fell through one of the Iliad... Uh, uh, Sunwell, or not Sunwells, Moonwells, Starwells, or whatever, and collected there, and absorbed all of this magicka the wild elves are the uh heartland high elves or whatever you want to call them the um uh the aliens took this knowing this to be a source of insane power because it absorbed all this magicka they carved it into a giant soul gem called chim chim okay that's what they called it and they say it on there this became after the Alessian Revolt that uh, ended up ending the Aelid control over Cyrodiil, this gem was then given to Alessia, Alesh, as Alessia just became a bastardized form of her name, Alesh. Um, and it became a symbol of royalty and eventually becomes put into a giant necklace or whatever and becomes the Amulet of Kings. If you played Oblivion... You get your hands on it at the very beginning, and they say you have to take it to Martin Septum because the idea was when this was blessed, and it's actually really fascinating because when they put it in the, the necklace, they put eight other gems around it representing the Adra. So you have the red gem, the heart, all right, which is the ninth, which again leads you into the apotheosis of Tiber Septum being able to become the missing god that what Lorcan was. I love the lore tangents that go on to here, but <laughs> so you now have this essentially the eight and one, right? The idea of the eight gods and one being Lorcan the missing are uh, later on the nine, the eight plus Talos. If you then are also following the Altmer tradition after Skyrim, the eight and one, um, that's what it's supposed to represent. The, the one of the the red diamond is then passed along the royal bloodline of Alessia, and only those of Alessian descent are those blessed by Akitosh, aka Dragonborn, are able to actually wield the amulet of kings, which is the giant soul gem, uh, Chim Adama. So that's you know, and it's actually really funny as as I was saying this, and I'm thinking about it, I'm sitting there going. So if it was the heart of Lorcan, I get it later why it became what it was, but at the time before the idea of Tiber Septum, mm-hmm. um, I guess actually does make sense because then you're getting into what's known as the Shezerines, which were apparently these mythical figures throughout history that were essentially aspects of Lorcan. It's a fascinating idea when you get into the idea of Lorcan. Okay, like it's insane. Um, Actually, before we continue, I want to get back to the sermon because um, you mentioned that you know when the when Adra tried to destroy the heart of Lorcan, 
you know the heart laughed that laughed back at them yep. and said you know if you destroy me the mondas is destroyed yeah uh so could it be that the Vemur almost ended up destroying the heart and adra went oh no don't do that and you know because if the heart is destroyed the mondas is going to be destroyed as well they banished or whatever the mm. the Vemur so that the heart is not destroyed that is and a- that is why the doom is from the adra that is a very good uh, theory, actually. It's, that is a very good theory, and I think I have heard that one before too. Where that's the only way people could. Is I... your cat? Yes, she's. <laughs> Can you put her head in the screen, please? Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> right, there, right there, right there. I'm poking her in the face because she's a evil Khajiit. I love her. Um, so the ho- the hoaxer in chat says, so that means the guy at the end of Oblivion was Dragonborn. I forgot his name. Martin Septum. Martin Septum. Um. He- he was dragonborn in that he was of the line of Tiber Septum. So the blood went through his veins. Whether or not he could use shouts, he couldn't in the game. He never did, but it doesn't mean he wasn't able to. Um, I mean, even the dragonborn in Skyrim didn't know he was dragonborn until dragons yeah. showed up and he absorbed the soul. At that time, there were no dragons around. If one had died and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the emperor could absorb its soul, yeah, he would be dragonborn. The idea is because he is a direct descendant of Tiber Septum, who was dragonborn, in theory, he would also be dragonborn if if that uh, dragonborn goes down genetically. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he could have, but at that point in time, he never used shouts. Um, and even... And even the dragonborn in Skyrim didn't know any words at the start until after a dragon yeah. died, and then all of a sudden, hey, I, all of a sudden something went in my head. So if a dragon had died next to Martin, would he have absorbed it? It's a good possibility. So, um, I mean, the thing about dragonborn is simply is that uh, he can use the tomb without training. So that's yeah. a, that's about the thing that makes someone a dragonborn. Yeah, the, the, and other the, than being able to use the amulet of the kings and being able to keep the fires of what was it that keeps the oblivion and known the dragon fires yeah yeah Yeah. dragon fire Fire. um yeah and the hookster you said well you never had train well yeah he didn't um because anyone you're right anyone could train in the thume and and get it but yeah a dragonborn doesn't need it they can absorb the souls of dragons and no dragon speech but again uh he was a monk he never left his little thing so it's not like he ever tried his hand at learning thumes because he was a monk. He was sent off when he was young. He never left the monastery. Um, and then, he, obviously, spoilers, he dies at the end because he played by Sean Bean, so it was it had to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, which Love is Sean Bean. also funny. Um, but, yeah, he, he yeah, you're right. Any, any human could, in theory, or not human, any mortal could learn thumes after a lot of study but dragonborn comes naturally but martin was never put in the situation where he possibly could but it's at least believed that all the dragonborn rulers that's why they're called the dragonborn rulers were of tiber septum's line um and eventually alessia alessia you know uh the raymond dynasty there's a whole thing that goes back and forth with the raymond dynasty like uh, Raymond the first or whatever came to the grave of Alessia and a ghost appeared and they copulated on top of her grave. And then all of a sudden the grave opened up and there's Raymond the first. I don't know. 
it's 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 nuts. It's it's crazy, and I love the lore. So, <laughs> um, so meows bark. That is uh, the idea of the red diamond. It was the blood of Lorcan crystallized in one of these uh, star wells, and was eventually carved into this really powerful artifact that can be used to seal oblivion. Um, also, thank you for all your hard work in revamping the website after. Um, the hoaxers now follow us. Thank you. Is revamping the website after your server hosts were dicks. Yes, they were. I listen to the podcast <laughs> every week streaming from the site. So very much appreciated that it got back up and running. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad you listen. It was a pain in the butt having to rebuild everything from scratch. But obviously doing it for people like you who, you know, who need needed this. Like that's something they want to listen to the show. They listen right from the website, which you can do. It's awesome. And I really want to get that up. And Ark, I uh, can't remember how to spell the name, so you just put Ark. That's okay. That's not all I say. Yeah. <laughs> you are my favorite co-host to the show. You are so oh, mellow you. compared to Ag, which is true. <laughs> and you two so, compliment. Someone has to keep being check. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and you two compliment each other awesomely. Thank you for telling Ag that two-hander tanks are crap. I no longer like you, Meows Bark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, just yeah, kidding. Do. Yeah, hoaxer sex on top oh, of a grave. They, they were classy. I'm telling you. Um, he meows bark clearly does not understand the pure grace and power that is the sex blar. And I understand. I, I, I accept his ignorance in in this. And one day we will enlighten him. The weavers have spoken, Ag. No. Just the no. the weavers, the listeners have spoken. And that's right. That's that's about it. Or I don't know if you want to be selfish <laughs> as a host, like your sex blood as in tanking. I can't say anything about that. But that's up to you. Killing me, Smalls. All right, <laughs> final email. Praxis uh, Granor. Subject is Jealous Lore. See, it's just lore like crazy. <laughs> hey, Jealous is Praxis from the Guild Wings of Fate. I love the podcast. I'm fairly new to the Elder Scrolls Online, and I absolutely love it when you go on lore rants. And if it isn't too much trouble, could you go into the lore about Meridia? She was very interesting in Cold Harbor storyline, and I would love to hear more about her. Thank you in advance, and keep doing your thing, man. Glad to be part of the guild and what you're all doing as a group. All right, Meridia. She is one of my favorite Daedric princes. I know she's one of Varwin's favorite princes as well. Uh, Varwin, shout out to him. Elsh girls off the record. Um, this is this is interesting with Meridia. She is what you would. <laughs> What most people would classify as a good Daedra, even though the Chimer wouldn't mm-hmm. have said that, because she's generally one of the more benign. But the idea, and, and this is something, and I know some diehard Elder Scrolls fans will kind of be mad at me for saying this, and, and, I, and I agree. The Daedra are neither good nor bad, right? Because there is no mm-hmm. concept of that for them. They just are, right? So even Moleg Ball isn't evil as we would say evil is even though like when you look at cold harbor you're thinking clearly he's evil (laughs) but even the even the 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 dunmer refer don't call them evil they call them the four troubles of four corners of the house of trouble uh molek Mm -hmm. ball uh mayron's dagon um oh help me out here I'm, I'm not sure. So uh, Clavicus, are... It's not Clavicus Vile. It's uh, Shea Gorath and one more, and I'm, I, I can't remember. I'm really sorry. Um, but they were, they were looked at more as they're not evil. They're just there to test the Dunmer, right? Like hmm. um, you actually, 
you actually hear this, and I apologize if I have any Jewish people who listen, and I'm and I, if I get this wrong, I would love to actually have this conversation with you. Um, this could be ignorance on my part, so please don't don't get it as what it is. I'll, I'll be gladly educated if you want to. Um, but I heard a rabbi talk about this at one point, so who knows whether or not what he was saying was true. Um, but he was referring to the idea of Satan or the devil in in Christianity. Like obviously Christianity, we refer to Satan as Lucifer, mm-hmm. um, and the idea was that he's the antithesis. Uh, you know the the um, the the bad guy. Obviously, uh, we got God, and then we have the devil. But in 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 a Jewish in in in, in Judaism. Um, the concept of the devil as like a supreme evil overlord, the pitchfork and the, you know, whatever doesn't really exist so much as the term for Satan or whatever refers to more of a concept of someone who puts the people through trials, right? To bring out their faith. Okay. And that concept of not necessarily this evil thing who wants to steal your soul, but more or less this this presence of, of of strife to test you is how the uh dunmer see the the bad daedra but when we put our moral ideas against them we can clearly see good or bad so coming back to meridia she is actually one of those people or one of those um daedric princes who are more benign because she is the daedric prince of i think it's the living energy is what she is. That's her realm of influence. And one of the reasons why she helps us so much is because she is the sworn enemy of undeath, which is within the realm of Moleg Ball. Undeath, zombies, vampires, anything that affects the natural order of things, the natural order of life and uh, life is, is, is reprehensible to her. So she fights against it. So a lot of people see her more as this holy type figure among the Daedra. Now, I'm going to throw a little gear in here. Infinite energy. Thank you. And her artifact, Dawnbreaker, which she said is used against undead. Yeah, infinite energy. I couldn't remember the exact. It's energy, but the idea is life. (laughs) Here's something to throw a gear in here. I always looked at Meridia as being one of the more benign or even good, if you will, Daedra. Okay. Because there's not a lot of uh, uh, times with throughout history of Nern where she's really prevalent. She's kind of lesser known in a lot of a lot of cases, um, and she hasn't had any big things like Molek Ball with the plane meld or you know uh, Clavicus Vile and you know there's tests with him and drive you know essentially people praying to Clavicus Vile to save them so he gives them vampirism so that they die and technically don't you know live on his. He's not in that dark way. Um, but if you played Oblivion, specifically played the uh, second, um, the, the Knights of the Nine, okay? The Knights of the Nine, Meridia's champion is Umarel the Unfettered, right? Who was actually an alien king whose idea was subjugating the human races of Nern. And she bestowed upon him the ability, essentially, everlasting life. Even if you killed him, he would go back into Meridia's realm and then be able to be resurrected again. So, like, that's one of the times where when I look at her, I'm like, well, clearly in our moral concept of good and evil, you would think slavery is wrong. And yet she's willingly accepting a champion 
whose idea is that the human races are scum and are nothing more than slaves. Therein shows the duality of of the Daedric princes of neither being good nor bad. Because in our eyes, like everything she's done through uh, the plane meld, well, she's pretty good, right? But then when you get up to Oblivion, you start questioning, like, I don't understand why you would back someone like it. It's kind of like backing Hitler, right? Like, okay, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be this good person, and yet you're backing Hitler. I don't... It doesn't compute. You did all these great things. And, you know, and, and then there's that level. So, um, and and the hooks are chat actually is she's the most uh, Azure is the most be- uh, benevolent Daedric prince in Penny and she is Azure and Meridia are the two that are I would honestly say are are good right like she's actually and Azure is one of the few Daedric princes that actively cares about her followers being mostly Dunmer but she actively cares about them um, uh, Meridia is an interesting character just because. For her, it's all about this idea of life versus death, right? Anything that perverts that into the unholy, she's against. So therefore, she does bring a lot of champions forward um, to fight against what we would consider evil. Necromancy, zombies, vampires, you know, those ideas. But she's not necessarily good in every aspect. So... Yeah, she's interesting. But yeah, that's essentially who she is. She is she is the Daedric prince whose realm is infinite energies. And and her Daedric realm is called the Colored Rooms, which we got to see in at the very end. Uh, I think that's the first time it's ever been depicted. Um, it's not quite how I would have seen it because it has like all these plant or these like coral features. My idea my my idea of the colored rooms was literally just this idea of light being broken like you literally walked in and there's all these like multifaceted colors because the light being broken into a prism, right? And that's all these shining colors. That's what I always envisioned it to be. But Meridia is a fascinating character, but she's not necessarily always this benevolent uh, uh, god or god, you know, a Daedric prince. She's really not. Um, she does some things that are questionable. And like I said, she's, if you were to go in pure D and T D terms, she would be uh lawful, lawful or chaotic, chaotic, lawful, whatever it is, or what is uh, the chaotic natural or true natural might be law. No, I have to pull up the, the chart. Cause you know, you got your neutral and, but then you have your, like your lawful good, your lawful evil. I, I think it's, I think it's lawful evil. Is this the term? I don't think Meridia would be lawful evil. Like, she is lawful, but she's not good or evil. So she is natural. So I'd say either lawful natural or true natural, which is in between the lawful and chaotic. Lawful. I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm pulling it up here. Chaotic like good. She... Chaotic good is what I'm thinking of. Chaotic good. Um, I had to pull it up here because, you know, you got your true neutral, then you got your chaotic on one side and your lawful on the other. Um, but chaotic good because she is of the nature that anything that is undeath of any kind she's against. So it's like, you could have a necromancer who's like, yeah, I only, I only raise the bodies of, you know, evil people and I'm going to use my zombies to protect you. She'd be like, I don't care. You're going to die anyway, because which is why she is not good. She's natural. Like she doesn't really care whether 
you know, she doesn't fight against the undead because undead are evil or undead hurts people. She is fighting against undead because it's against her domain. Mm-hmm. So she 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 doesn't do what she does out of goodness, but out of the fact that it's what what best uh, what is best for her. So it's it's yeah, not good. It's but you would ni- think initial. that. But being the domain is life, essentially infinite energy that would automatically push her towards the good anyway. Yeah, but the thing the thing the problem with the uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, alignment chart is this: like one man's lawful good is another man's chaotic evil so good point like yeah i mean from from the perspective of the priests of a chaotic god they are lawful good right but from the perspective of common people those priests are chaotic evil so there there's a problem with dungeons and dragons alignment charts you're right you know you, you, you do make a good point it all it's all based on perspective of where you are in relation to whatever is going on um, but yes, yeah, so I, I do. I'm I'm a fan of Meridia. I really am. I love her Daedric Artifact Dawnbreaker. I mean, it's actually one of the reasons why I love playing Staminas, because then I get to use Flawless Dawnbreaker. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I do. I just like it. Uh, so Meridia is interesting. She is Daedric Prince of Infinite Energies, and she pretty much hates anything that has to deal with undeath. And that's kind of her realm. Um, but she is she does she doesn't get a lot of play. But I do encourage you head over to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, look her up, and read through some of her known interactions. A lot of it is what I would say would be good, but then that whole ten- Umarel the Unfettered thing, I, I don't, I don't know. She called it in sick that day or something because I'm just like, <laughs> he's not a good guy. He's the antagonist in that entire Knights of the Nine. He's he's the bad guy, and yet she's like, oh, he's my champion. He's he's my bro. You know, like it makes no sense. I'm in my role-playing guild uh, in North American side, the Remnant's Torch. At some point, we had a joint event with some other guilds, and one of them were Meridia followers. And we almost broke into a fight with the followers because, you know, I wasn't that, that familiar, as familiar with the lore at the time, so I didn't know why. But uh, later on, I asked, and they explained that during the time of uh, uh, the Aelades uh, and... Uh, those some aliens that worship Meridia were, you know, having torture chambers and stuff like that against uh, the human, human uh, or well, mankind, yeah, non-elf uh, people. So they really, really hated the Meridia in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. There, she does have a somewhat checkered past. Yeah, so. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Praxis, thank you so much for your email, man. I, I hope we uh, gave you some things to think about with Meridia. She is very interesting of the Daedric Princes. Um, and there we go. And also, thank you so much, chat room. You guys have been amazing, by the way. Um, nice interaction. Uh, this is kind of the end of our show, guys. Um, almost two hours on one news topic. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get a nice show out of lore because whenever people want me to talk about lore, I just go nuts, uh, which is clearly evident by this entire episode. Clearly, um, but uh, so before we head off, uh, Arkaneer, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter mainly. That is twitter.com/slash Arkaneer. Uh, I do have a YouTube and Twitch channel, twitch.tv/slash Arkaneer, and youtube.com/slash Arkaneer TV. You can also find my work at arkaneer.com. Uh, 
that's why that's my website that I'm creating as a portfolio, as a resume. So everything I do in terms of my work, uh, you can find it there. I do plan to stream on Twitch more, but the mm-hmm. problem is whenever I, you know, plan on doing it, I start feeling lazy. So yeah. I don't know when that will happen. Like I, I, I feel lazy about setting up the camera and microphone and stuff like that. But hopefully one day I'll I'll stream more. Nice. Um, other than that, if you want to contact me, I guess the best way is sending an email to the arcanier at gmail.com. And cool. that's it. Cool. Uh, and our special guest, Blood Eye herself, anything that you would like to say before we end, if people can find you in-game or whatever, anything you uh, want to give? Yeah, you can see me in-game and in the Dungeon Crawl Network Discord. You'll find me in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I want to say, as I've said all episode dying boob window please fix, <laughs> please fix dying thank you very much only reason why she wanted to come on this is the faint right. hope that zost listens and right. goes we need to fix the boob window <laughs> please please fix. no but it's been window. fun i've enjoyed it i might even come back this week. Ooh, excellent Have me. that'd be nice yeah all right so thank you so much everyone for listening if you want to help support dungeon crawler network you can hit the subscribe button if that's something you like to do, I mean, uh, Amazon Prime gives you one for free if that's something you like. Otherwise, uh, most of our sports over at patreon.com slash Network helps us keep the lights on here, allows us to keep producing all these different podcasts that I do with the help of Arkaneer and my other fellow co-host. Um, you guys are fantastic. You can find everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There's links to all of our sites, our YouTube, our Facebook, and Discord, all that. Come join those. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. You can see all these shows uh, video form, or you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio if you prefer the audio format. Uh, thank you so much, guys. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next time. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel and the heart was heard to shout Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne Red Diamond, Red Diamond, the heart and soul of men Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the end Red Diamond, Red Diamond, protect us till the end
protect us till the end.